Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the My Pursuit Podcast. My name is Mike, and I am the host of the My Pursuit Podcast. So glad that you guys are with us and that you've joined us this morning. Or, again, not that I know that it's morning your time, but um, the beginning of this is always morning my time. Um, I'm really glad that you guys are with us. If this is the first episode that you've ever listened to of this podcast, please go back to the beginning of this season. So the episode will be called Soul Food Episode 1. And you can hear all the details about why we're doing what we're doing and what the format of this weird thing is, because it may not make a whole lot of sense to you at the beginning. Even if this is the first one of this season you're listening to, I would go back and listen to that one first, um, and then things will make a lot more sense. I I do try to explain things as I go along, but I don't want to spend the whole recording um, telling you guys the same information that I always tell you guys. So anyway, that's where that is. Um, I'm going to start off this morning by apologizing if my voice sounds a little bit off. Um, I've got a bit of a cold and, um, it seems to always happen right around this time of the year, right when the fall season really starts kicking in those, uh, nighttime temperatures get a little cooler and we turn on the heaters. And I, I just feel like there's something about the time where we start turning on the heaters that I don't know. I just... I I just start getting sick. So that's what's going on. Um, I tried to record this yesterday, but I sounded awful and disgusting and couldn't get through it. Today, I'm I'm trying again. And um, I will, if I have to do anything gross, like um, cough for a while, I'm just going to try to hit the pause button and um, and then I can keep going. Um, so I've, I've got the pause button set up on my recording device as I drive to work, which is what I am right now. I've got it set up so it's easily accessible, so I don't have to look at it. I can just press the screen, so don't think that I am uh, distracted driving here. Um, uh, but anyway, that's hopefully not going to happen, but we'll see what we have to do in order to get through this. What we've been doing during this season so far is we've been talking about soul food, the things that we can take into our mind our heart, even our body and our soul that will fuel us to grow into the kind of person that God created us to be. My inspiration for this season of my life has been from a friend who I confessed to a couple months ago that I was not, um, I was a bit overwhelmed and, um, just, just with the way life is for a bivocational pastor. I mean, it's, it's a lot. And, um, so I admitted that to him and his words were, I think you need to take care of your soul. And so I've really tried to be serious um, about that over the last couple months, looking to what that means for me. And what it's really meant is looking into what am I putting into my soul that would cause me to change and be different. And so that's, that's what this season is all about, is looking at different foods for my soul. Now, we've looked at some that um, seemingly are innocuous, although we talked about how they can be difficult things to comprehend, difficult things to turn into soul food. So we talked about some of those that were like reading the Bible, praying, listening to God, all things that are very necessary, all of those things very necessary to faith and to how we walk and talk and, and live as Christians. 
but we don't always turn those into soul food. Um, so the last week we talked about one that's a lot different. Uh, we talked about one that was, I, I think I even said on the podcast, this is like the vegetables of soul food. This is the difficult one to, to eat and stomach. And that was the concept of forgiveness. Um, and you know, that, that is something that, uh, we really had to look at now. We talked about how, even though it's a difficult thing, it's a difficult process, there's a way to do it in which we can find growth, healing, and blessing, which is what we need from soul food. If forgiveness was the vegetables, the one that we're going to look at today is the medicine and not the good tasting medicine. Um, the kind of medicine that, that makes you, you know, cringe up your face when you have to take it, you don't want to. Um, but it's, it's a medicine because there's something wrong. And, um, and this is a very necessary medicine. It's necessary for all of us. Um, in fact, I I was kind of thinking about this this morning. I think that this concept and this topic is necessary for all of us all the time. And, uh, the concept that we're going to look at is, is the concept of, of repentance and how, how do we deal with, um, the fact that, that we're not right, that there's some things that we've done that are not okay. In fact, there's some ways in which we need to grow because of, of how we're currently living, that there's, there's things that we need to change. That's why we need medicine, and that's why the concept of repentance is going to be very important to us. Um, it's kind of like when, when Jesus taught us how to pray, and this is what we looked at last week. Um, we talked about forgiving our debtors. Well, this is the part where we tell God, you know, forgive us, um, or we go to God for forgiveness, um, and we admit and confess our sins and scripture says that when we do that, that, that God is, is faithful and uh, he'll forgive us our sins and that he will forgive us our sins. And, um, and I'm sorry, I did have to hit the pause button there. Um, as I did once before you probably caught. Um, so the topic of repentance is a difficult one and it's difficult for the reason that, um, when we hear this word, there's never gr- great things going on. If somebody tells us that we need to repent, it means that they're confronting the fact that we're living sinfully and something needs to be done about it. Um, none of us, that's not a welcome concept to any of us. Um, you and I don't want to hear about our own sin. We don't want to have to face the fact that we are imperfect um, or that we're just downright you know, sinful and wrong. Um, so we don't like to hear that. And half the time when we hear this concept, it's not the soft spoken, kind, level headed people that use this word. Um, in fact, uh, just a few weeks ago at my, um, at my youngest son's middle school, um, some people showed up parked, across the street from the school, turned on big, loud, loudspeakers, um, and got on the speakers and started yelling, um, as the kids were leaving school 
that they needed to repent um, because they were going to hell and uh, because judgment is at hand, the kingdom is near, you know, all those things that you hear accompanying that. And they did that. They yelled that. Um, they uh, broadcast it very, very loud. And then they handed out Bibles to the kids. Now, I'm not sure what you think about that. Um, I have to tell you, the more I think about it, the more repulsive that is to me. Um, that these kids, many of them unchurched, their only interaction with people of, you know, church, people who are religious, people who would go out and do, you know, brave, brazen religious things, the only brave, brazen religious thing that they see them doing is screaming at them because they're sinful. And again, these are kids. They're at a formative time. Um, and they're being told that they need to repent because they're going to hell. And then they're being gifted with a Bible. Now, for these kids who many of them won't read it, um, that's what they believe that that book holds now is their condemnation and, the, and, and their judgment. And they're being told that they're wrong and evil. And they're thinking to themselves, why, why are they here to tell me this? And I think it does a lot more damage, especially for kids. Um, now, do I think that there's a place to tell people to repent? Absolutely. Um, but I think that that generally needs to happen when you're in a relationship with a person. When you come outside of a relationship to, to yell at a person, to tell them to repent, um, you come off as a crazy ranter and not as somebody who is caring and thoughtful and has a reason to tell you that repentance is the right thing for you to do. Um, I absolutely do believe that there is room and need um, to call um, our children, our spouses, um, our friends to repentance. But if that's coming from outside of a relationship and if it's coming from a loudspeaker outside of a relationship, yeah, maybe that can get them thinking. And maybe it does for one in a very, very small number of those people. It gets them thinking about something or researching something. But generally, that, that gets them very, very closed off, very defensive and very angry, which were the reactions that I heard toward what happened at the middle school. So I wasn't happy to hear that at all. Um, so that that's part of it. The other part of, of that is um, I even remember from my college years, a pastor who would come to school. Um, he, he came to ASU where I went to school um, as he goes to many schools. I mean, this was his gig. He traveled around from school to school and with his family. Brother Jed is his name. You can actually look him up on YouTube. Brother Jed and Sister Cindy. And they would go and they would scream at people and tell them that they needed to repent. Um, uh, they would also wear sandwich board signs saying you were going to hell. He was even more outlandish because what he would do is he would point at people on campus and he would call the women um, derogatory names that mean prostitute. Um, he, that's what he would call women. And um, he would call them drunkards, whether or not he knew that they drank, which I'm sure he didn't know whether or not any of them drank when he said that. Um, he even looked to me as I was standing there listening to him and called me a whoremonger. That was, 
you know, and I, I definitely know that that's not me, but, um, that was a, a weird experience. Um, one that turned many, many people off from, from that. And there's a lot of people who have trouble separating, um, Christians like maybe you and I from that, um, from the fundamentalist, loud, angry, you know, call to repentance. So, um, what we're going to do this week is we're going to look at repentance and, um, I'm going to think through the process of repentance this week. In fact, one of the things that I absolutely believe is that when we have a better concept and a more healthy biblical concept of what sin is and what the call towards holiness is in scripture, that we're going to see that the call for repentance is actually an invitation for something that is really, really good and something that is constantly necessary. Um, I believe that it's constantly necessary to be looking at our lives um, for repentance, uh, to figure out where we can repent, to figure out um, where we can change and go a different direction. Um, I think that there's always steps towards holiness that we could make and that repentance is the beginning of those steps in many of those cases. So um, that's what we're going to talk about this week. We're going to talk about how to do it. We're going to talk about how to do it on a regular basis. We're going to talk about what difference it makes when we do it. And so those are the things that we're going to come back to at the second half of this podcast. So this week, I really am going to think in different areas of my life. In fact, my work, where I'm heading towards right now, where do I need to repent? Um, my my home life, where do I need to repent? In my mind, um, where do I need to repent of, of the thoughts that I have? Um, of the way that I act, where, where do I need to repent? And I'm going to start going through this and thinking through how do we go through the process of repentance? What is the process of repentance that actually fuels me to live toward holiness? And I might even explore a little bit of the, what, what could I do in a good and positive way to even call others toward repentance in a way that's invitational, that, that a way that is loving and, um, a way that, you know, communicates the grace that God has for us. So that's where we're going this week. I, again, apologize that um, I've had to pause this a few times because I would have coughing fits. I'm going to have one as soon as I sign off uh, from this half of the episode. But I will be back at the end of the week, hopefully a lot healthier than now. Hopefully having repented of things um, that I'm not even thinking of that aren't even in the front of my mind right now. So Um, I'm going to let you know how that goes at the end of the week. Once again, thank you guys for listening. If you would like to participate in the conversation, uh, to ask questions or, um, or just to make comments, please feel free to email me at mypursuit at outlook.com. I would love to hear from you and I would love to hear how, um, you know, how you're doing with this. And, uh, if you're taking a part in any of this anyway, so, uh, thanks again for listening and, um, I'll be right back. I'm back. It is the end of the week. Um, it's been a week. It's been a week. Um, so let me start off by saying uh, I apologize again for uh, not feeling well on the way to work at the beginning of this podcast. Um, earlier in the week, I really was not feeling well. Still a little bit um, under the weather, but hopefully I can get through this without having to pause it all over the place. Um, but 
I do have the pause button highlighted just in case I have to. Uh, but again, I'm on my way home. It's the end of the week, and um, it's been an interesting week thinking about um, our soul food topic of repentance this week. And um, a couple of things that are interesting about it that I've found, and I really wish that I remembered everything that I said at the beginning of the podcast, so I don't know if I'm repeating myself here, but the, like this circumstance actually came up today again. So one of the things I've found with repentance is people, including me, all of us, we generally don't like the concept of repentance, partly because we don't like to admit when we're wrong. We don't like to own up to mistakes because it makes us seem less than. It makes us seem less than perfect or less than okay. Um, it, it makes us seem like, you know, we've done the wrong, that we're bad, that we're, you know, not the kind of person that we want to be. And so generally we struggle with, with repentance for that reason. Um, I may have said on, at the beginning of this podcast, I don't remember if I was thinking this that early in the week, but one of the things that's uh, popped into my mind a few times this week is that people are actually shocked when you own up to mistakes that you've made. Um, when you ask for forgiveness, when you own up to the mistake, when you say I was wrong, um, and I, I know I was thinking about a time recently, um, and I, I really don't remember if I said this at the beginning of the podcast. Um, there was a time recently where I made a mistake uh, with some golf scorecards, and I incorrectly labeled the cards, and I owned up to it. I said, "Yep, that's my mistake. I'm sorry. You know, it shouldn't have happened. Uh, you know, I wish it had to happen, but it did." And I just remember the number of people who seemed surprised by that admission of I, I did the wrong thing. Now, again, that wasn't a sin. It wasn't, there was nothing malicious or evil about it, but it was just a mistake. But people seemed genuinely shocked by me saying I've made a mistake. Um, I actually, I made a little bit of a mistake uh, today um, with something in my job at the golf course. Um, not that big of a deal in the scope of, of things, but I think it did you know, it did minorly inconvenience some people. And so it was interesting when, um, a group that had been inconvenienced and it wasn't directly by my, by my mistake, but there was things I could have done to prevent it is, is I guess the best way I should, I should put it. And they came in, you know, all guns blazing saying this was ridiculous. We we're upset, you know? And, and I just kind of looked at them and I said, you know what guys, um, you know, that's, that's on me. Um, I probably should have blocked off the T-sheet for a little bit longer after this tournament. Then you wouldn't have been behind the slow groups from the tournament. And, you know, I, I, I admitted my mistake. And I said, here's here's what I would like to do to make it right. And totally did that. They were completely cool with it. And, like, the guy who was kind of coming in with his guns blazing, I mean, he completely made this 180 turn and patted me on the back and said, you know, thank you for, for that. You know, thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for helping us out. Um, thanks for admitting that. Um, not that it was that, it, it really wasn't even, it wasn't even a big mistake. And it certainly wasn't something that I did that was like sinful, but just the shock that he had, that I would be able to admit I was not right. I did wrong. And that's definitely part of repentance. And so 
I've been discovering that this week, that in me, as well as probably in all of us, none of us want to admit when we've done something wrong, when we, when we haven't been who we wish we would have been in that circumstance. We don't want to admit it. We get defensive. Um, we, we get frustrated with others who might be willing to point out that we've been wrong. Um, but, but we don't, we don't admit when we've been wrong. So that's been in my mind this week. The fact that number one, we don't want to admit that we've been wrong. Um, we live in a culture right now that I think very, very strongly says, um, don't admit that you're wrong. When you do that, there's something wrong with you for admitting that you're wrong. You put yourself in a position where now you have to make up for it and you shouldn't have to make up for anything. In fact, our, our culture very clearly says, um, and, and I think communicates in so many ways that, you know, how, with how you feel and what you've done, that there's nothing wrong with, with doing this. You know, if, if somebody else calls it a sin, it's their fault. They were the ones in the wrong, not you. Right. And, um, and that's what our culture tells us to tell ourselves. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. Um, you know, I know somebody calls it a sin. I know the Bible calls it a sin, but is it really a sin if it felt okay, if it didn't really hurt that many people or whatever it is that we use to justify it. And so we do that. Um, and, and we do that for a lot of reasons. And so I, what I see is that the reasons why we don't repent revolve around not wanting to be wrong and really not understanding the concept of, of holiness and the concept of sin and the good that can come from repentance. We see repentance as an inherently bad thing. It's, it's bad because we think, hey, if I repent, I'm going to feel guilty. If, if I repent, um, then I'm going to experience all this regret. And what I see from Scripture, the story that I read in Scripture, is that guilt and regret, those are actually good things if they do lead us to repentance. I know we live in a world that says that you should never feel guilty for anything that you do. Um, but you know what? Guilt is a good thing if it leads to repentance. But repentance ends up turning into the action that we can do, the thing that we can do. It starts with, with our thought process, starts with thinking, you know what? I've, I've done wrong. And if guilt leads you to repentance, guilt is a great thing. But once we've repented, guilt is supposed to be gone. It's supposed to be out of the picture. We're supposed to be done with that. Because you know what? I've dealt with that. I've repented from it. I don't need to carry guilt beyond that. Guilt should lead me towards repentance. But repentance has to be our desire and decision to, number one, admit that we've done wrong, which is what we find in Scripture when Jesus talks to us about how to pray, that we admit I've sinned and I need forgiveness for those sins. When we do that, we've admitted, number one, that I'm wrong. Number two, that, I've, that I'm wrong with God, that that got me in the wrong relationship with God by doing this, and that my sin has been a sin against God. And, and that's important for us to do, to say that it's God's standard that I'm here to live up to, not my own, not our culture's. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, but... It's about me living up to God's standards. When we do this, uh, what what repentance turns into is it turns into us turning completely in the other direction. Which the um, when when Scripture talks about 
repentance, the Greek word that's there was a word that wasn't used in too many other places. Um, it's a word that we've made into a very religious word that was actually the, the place that you find it in Greek culture um, was in talks about the military, that that you would actually take your group and you would march one direction. And if you turn to march completely the other direction, that was that was repentance. That was that Greek word that's there. Um, I'm sorry, I did have to pause it there, but um, the, the Greek word meant to turn completely the other direction and to go the other way. And that's what we have to see repentance as. Repentance is my desire to admit that I was wrong, to admit that I'm wrong um, in, according to God's standard, and to say, I'm going to turn the other direction. I'm going to fully turn away from that and march the other direction. I'm going to go towards what is right. Um, which doing that, it's there's there's multiple parts in that, right? It's not just like saying in a prayer really quick, quick, like, I repent, I'm sorry. It means saying, like, I'm sorry, I didn't live up to God's standards, I'm asking for forgiveness, and now I'm going to walk away from sin. I'm going to go the other direction, which might take a lot of work. Depending on the sin, it might take us a lot to overcome um, something that we've been struggling with, you know, a, an addiction or an addiction to sin or um, just a, a, an extreme desire to do sin. It'll take some work to walk away from. But when we do this and when we do this properly, and this is what I, I've really kind of come to see this week, repentance is an unbelievably positive, good experience. Um, it's, it's an experience that would lead us to growth. In fact, the, the biblical concept of of, uh, of redemption comes from this, that, that this is something where I can say, you know, I'm wrong, I'm going the other direction. And just like we said last week, we talked about, um, when we talked about, excuse me, um, when we talked about forgiving others, that is something that, that when we do that, it leads towards redemption and it leads towards growth. That we can actually, when we forgive others, we can be stronger than had nothing bad ever happened to us. Like we, we can, we can find a way that God will make that stronger. Same thing is true with repentance, that when we do this properly, when we turn away from what we've done wrong, when we admit that we've done that wrong in the eyes of God, when we completely turn around from it and we work to go the other direction, we end up, our character is built up. Our strength is built up. So much about us is built up. We can be stronger then had we never sinned in the first place. It doesn't mean that there won't be consequences from the sin, but it, it does mean that, that the experience of repentance can be an experience of growth, healing, and, and redemption. And that is an awesome thing. Now, we've turned repentance and the talk of repentance into an unbelievably negative thing, right? And that's the, the street corner preachers have done that. Like we talked about, at the beginning of the podcast, I do remember addressing that. I hope I did address that. Um, but we've turned it into such a negative, awful thing that you have to admit what you've done wrong in front of everybody. And you have to be seen as such a, um, a lowly, sinful, awful person. You have to admit that you're a bad person and that you're going to be a bad person forever. You know, that that's kind of this, this myth of what repentance is. And repentance isn't those things at all. Repentance is the growth that we experience by turning away from sin 
and walking toward holiness, which is what God has for us and what God desired for us from the beginning. Excuse me, I had to pause that again, but that's that's what God desired designed for us from the beginning, and that's what we're able to experience if we do decide to repent. So in repentance is us realizing the wrong that we've done. We realize the wrong that we've done when we hold our lives up against the words of Scripture. When, when we say, okay, here's what Jesus said, or here's what the Ten Commandments said, and this is how I've gone against that. Now, I also want you to think, as we think about, um, as, as we think about um, sin, as we think about these the, the Ten Commandments and the standards that are there, I want you to understand some of those commands, right, they're, they're like a very, um, gosh, how, how would you say it? Like crossing the line is, is very evident, right? When you commit murder, I mean, that's that's a line that we cross and we go, oh, okay, I've crossed that line. I've committed murder, right? Um, or, oh, I've stolen something. That, that was a wrong thing to do. Those are very clear lines. Now, we muddy the lines because of how we justify it, don't we? We, we definitely do. We can justify just about everything by saying, you know what, uh, you know, and not that it's easy to justify murder, but, but we, we can do that by saying, I had to do that. He forced me to do that. Um, I stole that. Why, why did I steal that? Why did I cheat on my taxes and steal money from the government? Oh, well, the, the government isn't good. They're stealing my money anyway. Um, you know, other people aren't paying their fair share, so I don't have to pay this. Right. And so we justify it and we make that line a lot fuzzier rather than the, the like actually strong line that it is. Other places that we do that where the line is actually a little bit fuzzier and not as evident when we cross it are those first commandments. When we talk about um, remembering the Sabbath and keeping the holy, uh, when we talk about the commands like this is a really good one. We talk about the commands of not making idols, right? You and I would say, oh, you know what? I've never fashioned a bronze statue of a cow that I would go and worship. I've not done that, so I haven't created an idol. But have I decided in my life that life is all about how much you make or how much you have? Or have I decided that, you know what, if I just had a little bit more money, I would be more satisfied? I, 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 that, that's what would make me whole is if I was financially in a little bit better position. When we do that, we turn money into an idol. And it doesn't, like, we, we don't even feel ourselves doing it until we cross the line and realize, you know what, I have created idols. Like, I've done this, right? And, and that's that's why Scripture's there. That's why the law is there in Scripture. It's there to frame us in and, and to say, okay, God designed things this way and and... I've crossed a line and I can look at the law in scripture and see where I've crossed the line. Seeing that should be actually a positive experience and being able to say, you know what? Yes, I've done that. I shouldn't have done that. Now I can repent from that and go a different direction to become more the person that God created me to be. I can go through the redemptive process. And, and, and by doing that, I, I strengthen my character. I build my character. I become something more than I would had I not gone through that. And that's an unbelievably positive, good experience if I can choose to do that and I can choose to go through that. And so that's what I experienced this week is looking into that. Now, on my own, 
I spent some time thinking about how this looks in the course of a week. Does this mean multiple times every day I sit down and I think through, now, what have I done wrong now? You know, um, I don't think that that's it. But I do think that it is a worthwhile thing, and this is what I found this week, is a worthwhile thing to start thinking through, where am I missing it? Where am I, because, you know, the word sin, right, the, the, the word for that in scripture literally means to miss the mark. It doesn't mean like to shoot somebody else with the arrow and, and to intentionally be wrong. It, it means when I miss the mark, when, whenever I've missed the mark that God set out for me, whether it's by a lot, by violating that command repeatedly over and over and over again, or by saying, you know what? Like now I've realized I've kind of eked across that line and now here I sit on the wrong side of that line. If we can take time to do that, when we can look through God's law, we can look through those 10 commands, we can look at what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, we can hold our lives against that and say, have I crossed this line? If we see where we've crossed the line, we're honest with it. We can say, I've crossed this line. I was wrong according to God's standard. When we can say, you know what, not only was I, I wrong, but I'm going I'm to turn away from that. I'm going to go a new and different direction. I'm, I'm going to not only not sin, not only just abstain from sin, I'm, I'm going to do something anti-sin. I, I'm going to turn my life in, into something that's moving towards holiness and away from sin. When we do that, um, it's, it's that rewarding experience. So I, I would encourage you. And I, I don't even know how often to say this, but to say, you know, on a weekly basis, it might be a good idea to have a time during the week where you, where you are willing to say, where am, where am I crossing these lines? Um, I think it's an important thing to do along with um, our soul food of reading scripture. And when we read scripture, when we read God's law, when we read Jesus' teaching, to ask ourselves, am I doing this? Have I crossed this line? Um, do I need to turn the other direction? When we see that, when we're honest with it and we do it, then we grow. And that's what I've experienced this week. Um, this week I've been intentional about it. I've thought about repentance every single day this week. Um, and believe it or not, that was not a negative condemning, um, bad experience. Um, that was an experience that ends up being, um, more than I thought a blessing. And, um, there's things that I've had to repent of this week. Um, there's things that I've done this week where I've realized, you know what? That was not right of me to think that way. That was not right of me to speak that way to somebody else. Um, but seeing that and being honest with it, I can get past the, the guilt and the regret and I can get into the, the situation and circumstance where I allow myself to grow by going the other direction. And I've been able to do that some this week. Um, I think that that's something that I should do again next week. Um, I think it would not be a bad idea every time you read scripture to hold your life up to that and, and to see, is this something that I need to do? Is, is this um, what God is calling me to do? So anyway, I, I would encourage you. Look at redemption different, or sorry, look at repentance differently. Um, look at it as something that that could be 
very, very positive, that could be very meaningful to you. And decide in advance um, that when you find places where you differ from what God's commands are, decide in advance that you're going to say, I need to change that. I need to go a different and new direction and, um, and you'll see the change. And I'm already seeing that this week. Um, I'm excited about this topic. I'm excited to speak on it tomorrow. I've got a lot more and different things to share about it tomorrow. Um, which is obviously when I say tomorrow, um, by the time you get this, this will be in your past. So sorry about that. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing what, what holiness and sin and repentance really are, according to God's word, um, because I do believe that we've gotten it quite wrong. Um, so anyway, I'm excited to do that. I'm really happy about a different way of looking at repentance, and um, I hope that this means something to you. So anyway, I know I've gone on a little bit long here, but hey, if you have uh, questions that you would like to um, for me to respond to, or you'd like to be a part of the conversation in any way, please feel free to email me at mypursuit.outlook.com. I would love to hear if you're going through any of this, if you're trying this soul food, I would love to hear about, you know, is this making a difference for you? Are you doing something with this? What is it doing to your daily walk? Because um, having this concept of repentance nailed down in my mind to the point where right now I'm thinking about repentance as a positive thing rather than the negative thing that we've been taught to see it as, um, that, that's something that I believe has made a difference in my week. I think it will make a bigger difference in the future for me. So, uh, once again, I am very thankful that you guys tune into this. Um, feel free to get in touch with me and, uh, let me know if you have questions or comments. I would love to be a part of that conversation. So once again, have a fantastic week. I'm looking forward to seeing you at church. If you are a hillsider and come to church and, um, you know, be in touch. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Just the morning, everybody.